Hello, my friend. Welcome to the DDP for the 17th day of June. I am Paul White. We are in 1 Timothy chapter 5, and we are in specifically verse 17. This is a section in which Paul talks about honoring the elders. We're going to get into some more stuff today that definitely needs the context of the times to understand it. Um, It also needs to be taken in light of the other statements from the New Testament. And you'll know what I mean. You probably already got a sense of that as you read through the first half of 1 Timothy 5. Paul says this in 17, "Let Let the elders who rule well be counted worthy of double honor, especially those who labor in the word of and doctrine. This seems to be a verse that let leaders who lead well, let pastors who pastor well receive the double honor. Not only are they honored um, as a leader, as an elder, but they are to also receive the honor of being financially helped along because he says those who labor in the word and in the doctrine, and then he qualifies it with a couple of scriptures. Verse 18, for the scripture says, you shall not muzzle an ox while it treads out the grain and the laborer is worthy of his wages. This gives me encouragement in how we are how we looked at the previous segment remember i told you the previous segment about widows you got a lot of stuff that are contextually that need to be understood within the time like a lot of the statements about young women there are no there's no upward mobility for women so it's not as if paul's asking them to askew the path to financial independence there is no path so he's encouraging them in the one way that the times allow them to understand. And you might say, well, why couldn't Paul just speak beyond the times? Because Paul's not writing beyond the times. He's writing to people in the time. So he's not saying, well, here's how it ought to be. No, he's saying, here's how it is. But I'm encouraged when I get to this passage because he quotes Bible. He didn't quote any scripture when he was talking about how to treat widows. So it does tell me that there's some things Paul's throwing in that he doesn't necessarily have scriptural basis for in his own Jewish heritage. He just sees how it ought to be done in the in the new church. But he has scriptural basis for, say, pastors being supported financially. And he quotes Deuteronomy 25, don't muzzle the ox when it treads the grain, a text that in the Old Testament they would have taken to literally mean don't put the feed bag, don't put the muzzle on the ox while he's working. He needs to eat while he works. Don't make him work and then eat. And so that was how they treated their oxen. But Paul spiritualizes that verse, basically considers that the elder that's doing his job properly in word and doctrine is treading the the grain. He's working. He needs to eat while he works. He doesn't need to, to be in poverty. And then he quotes another text, the laborer is worthy of his wages. And that's a derivative of Leviticus 19 and a derivative of Deuteronomy 24. There's no Old Testament verse that says it that way, but there is a New Testament verse. And this might be one of the few moments that Paul quotes Jesus. Because in Matthew 10 and Luke 10, Jesus talks about the laborer being worthy of his wages. And this could be a this like I say this could be a direct Paul quote of Jesus and it it it's I'm not the only one that sees that you might be using a hard copy that shows those words written in red very rare for a Paul letter 
Um, the other time that Paul quotes Jesus, or at least it appears, is in the book of Acts um, when he says, as our Lord said, it is more blessed to give than to receive, which, by the way, we can't find in the Gospels, but Paul said that Jesus said it. So this could be another instance of him quoting Jesus, or at least what he has heard that Jesus said. In either case, he gives double scriptural confirmation to that he believes the pastor be financially supported. Now, again, contextually, we live in an economy where it makes sense for pastors to be financially supported, or at least it makes it relatively easy for pastors to be financially supported. I am financially supported by you, the listener, and by the churches that have me to come in and minister and by the partners who partner with us to take this gospel out. Um, People could decide to stop giving, and I would not have an income. I would not be able, probably not be able to do seven podcasts a week and two full videos a week and travel to churches. I would have to do something else that would take up that time to do another thing. And what would happen in my ministry is that my delivery of the word and the doctrine from verse 17 would suffer. And so because people support us, we're able to do what we're able to do. Now, I don't throw that out there. I don't even say that a lot. And I certainly don't throw it out there as some sort of threat, like things are going to go away because they're not. And we're blessed and, and beyond blessed. But it tells me that from the first century, there was controversy in the church as to whether or not ministers should receive pay. And I think the early church would have, le- would have leaned into their Jewish roots in which the Levites didn't have anything on the earth, but they were supported by the other Israelites. So the priest class, the quote-unquote leaders of the day, the spiritual leaders, they didn't have anything in the natural, but they were supported. Um, I don't look at having things in the natural as important. I don't worry about owning a house. I don't worry about having my own things. I don't worry about any of that, honestly. But I don't consider those marks of success. Um, I don't own a house. I've owned many homes. I don't in this season, and I don't have any clear green light from the Holy Spirit to do so. In fact, I've had the opposite. And so we are renters because we wait to see if our bags are supposed to pack to go somewhere else. But we're blessed in that the audience God's given us doesn't think we ought to be muzzled while we tread the corn. So they feed us and they bless us. But I, in some ways, do feel like that Levite tribe that doesn't have a possession, but is still funded and still blessed. And uh, I just... Disclosure doesn't mean anything to this text, but um, I have felt, my wife as well, that we are to wait and watch God do something miraculous in how it's going to land for us with a home. Um, Maybe that means it's not where we think it is. And that's okay too. That's us trying to follow the Spirit. There's some more about elders, and I don't want to squeeze it, so we'll give it its own podcast, and we'll get into a few other things. There's a couple other moments coming up, too, where you're going to see context is king. We'll do some more of that tomorrow. See you then. God bless.